0: I say this respectful of your right to hold your own opinion, but in my opinion, if you're talking about Kenny Pickett right now, you're talking about the wrong thing. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into... Hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Bengals 37, Steelers 30. You watched it. You watched the first half, and then you watched the second half, and you saw so many things. We all did go wrong in that second half that it's going to leave you flailing. Uh, Everyone likes to point a single finger of blame, never multiple, never in a spinning circle. It's always got to be who's the the person or the thing that we're going to blame. There isn't one. There just isn't one. That, my friends, is kind of the problem right about now. The other football team is markedly better than the one that you're pulling for. It's not rocket science here. It's not George Hallis, Vince Lombardi, Don Shula material. It's just not. The other team has better football players. And that goes across the board. The other team also happens to have better offensive minds, <laughs> probably better defensive minds, come to think of it. And look, look what happened. Look what happened. They have a lead going into the second half, which even though the Steelers had won the opener at Cincinnati, this was always going to be a completely different feel kind of game, different quarterback for Pittsburgh, a different situation for the Bengals, who clearly weren't at all sharp in that first game. And these guys went out and and, and competed. They made it a game. And then the second half comes along. And boom, 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 boom. Everything's going wrong. Everything's going wrong. Other than turnovers. That's really about it. Everything else went wrong. Why? Well, here again, if you want to condense it to a Kenny argument, you can do that. You can say, hey, Kenny wasn't very good. You know why you can say that? Because he wasn't. He wasn't sharp. He made some good passes. He made some bad passes. So if you want to stay completely in that lane and make it just a quarterback discussion, hey, it's sitting there. Here's what Mike Tomlin had to say about Kenny's performance. Appreciate his effort. Obviously, we, weren't, we didn't get it done today, and, and we all got to own that. And here's what Kenny had to say about Kenny's performance. Yeah, I mean, the penalties are not taking advantage of the of the short field. You know, the things that stick out, you know, immediately. Um, our defense did a great job of giving us a chance to win the game, and we didn't come through in that second half. Um, you know, so that's on us, and, uh, you know, we got to get it fixed and, and have two strong halves, you know, in order to beat a team like that. And here's what I have to say about Kenny's performance. Again, he wasn't very good. He just wasn't. There were some positives, but for a guy, plain and simple, who's – Principal trait as a quarterback is his accuracy to misfire as badly as he did on as many balls as he did. That's not good enough. So, there. Are we done with a quarterback? No. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. I'm going to give you two reasons why we should be done with the quarterback conversation. Why Kenny's not the thing here. One is this, and it's kind of important. He's the guy. There's no going back. There's no, uh, let's see what Mitch Trubisky can do. I even see people mention Mason Rudolph's name. Those guys are backups. In this setting, they're backups because this team invested a first-round pick in Kenny, and this team is going to ride out the 2022 season, take it to the bank, barring injury, with Kenny Pickett. And they should. They should. Now is a perfect time to find out as much as you can about him. I happen to believe in him. But you might not, they might not, way more important than any of that. So now is when you do that. You have zero to gain as a franchise by going back to Mitch or throwing in Mason out of nowhere. It wouldn't make any sense. If you're still valuing wins and losses in this season over seeing how Pickett develops I can promise you, you are not in tune or in harmony with what the Steelers management is thinking right now. They need to see Kenny. They're going to see Kenny. Here's the other reason. Look at the rest of this team. Look at the rest of them. Look at Deontay Johnson, completely unable to get loose and make any kind of an impact. This is an alleged number one receiver. I don't care. Kenny was making an excuse for him later, uh, after the game, saying something like, "Well, he's, you know, he's, uh, he's going to be double covered," which he really wasn't. What was more accurate was when Kenny uh, further elaborated that they had uh, the the Bengals did a safety staying high over him. Okay, so great. The safety leaned to that side of the field. You're a number one receiver. You got to make an impact. Pat Fryermuth was terrific. I can't say that about absolutely anybody else on this offense. I did like Najee's game to an extent, but there were parts of it that I wasn't all that wild about, notably the dropped pass that could have gotten a pretty important first down later on in the game. The offensive line was just awful, especially the left side, especially Dan Moore. My goodness. I mean, he gets to the point in some games where he's lucky to get a hand, a hand on the person he's trying to block. Kevin Dotson and Mason Cole, I feel for because I know for a fact that both of them are playing through pretty significant injuries, their feet and their ankles. everybody's hurt to an extent this time of year, but those two are really uh, toughing it out, and Cole actually couldn't get through the second half, which is way unlike him. But the O-line hasn't been there. Heck, George Pickens could have had two more touchdown catches in this game. One of them, he kind of stumbled over his own feet. The ball might have been a little bit too far, but I don't think it was. I think he just kind of lost his footing. And then There should have been a 57-yarder at the end there that he just flat-out dropped. Perfect bomb pass from Kenny, dropped by George Pickens. No one's going to say a negative word about George Pickens, and that's okay. You know why? Because he's a rookie. You know who else is a rookie? Kenny is. It's just that George hasn't been around long enough to show enough to give anybody a reason to be mad at him until today. That'll all even itself out as well. And then there's the coordinator. Are you tired of hearing me talk about this coordinator? The second and long runs? The second and long runs? The inside flicks to Zach Gentry? The lining up after the, the interception in Cincinnati Cincinnati territory where there was, there, were, there was one wide receiver on the line of scrimmage And the resulting play, the principal featured guy, the receiver, the target, was, I can't even speak right today, this is so nuts, was Gentry in triple coverage. This guy. (laughs) And, And we want to talk about Kenny? I'm sorry, that just can't happen in isolation. It can't. When we come back, J1Q... in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Donovan, who asks, Why does this offensive coordinator and this head coach always seem to be moving away from things that are working offensively? They push the ball downfield with much more success than we've seen all season, and then they open the second half with just a horrid sequence of offensive plays, uh, first off, no matter how much you want to attach uh, anything and everything to Mike Tomlin, man is he not involved in the offense? I mean, he it he'll he'll admit to saying something into the headset like, "Hey, let's run the ball a little more," but it's never going to be, "Hey, let's look over these schematics or whatever." In the Steelers hierarchy, that begins and ends with the coordinator when it comes to the diagrams and so forth. So this is on Canada. What you're describing is squarely on Canada. And yes, they did push the ball downfield with more success than we've seen all season. I had a a, a neat conversation with a couple of the O-line guys afterward who said we were doing, we felt like everything right in the first half. It felt like a continuation of the Saints game. Um, we were confident. We were... We weren't just scoring, meaning getting the 20 points that they did in the first half, but we were moving in a lot of different ways. So here's me. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody else. Very, very similar conversation nearby. Same response. I don't know. I don't know. And normally, these are offensive linemen. These are offensive linemen. These guys know... Everything, that's how they get to be offensive linemen, because they have their fingers in every pie. And they know, they absolutely know, they know that there were some insanely stupid play calls to open the second half. That there was no sense or semblance of adjusting to the adjustments that the Bengals had just made coming out of the locker room. Nothing of the kind. It was the same uh, run this, you know, run a two-yarder, throw a short pass, face third and long, and then throw short of the sticks. We've seen this again and again and again and again and again. And just when you dared to think that they might have advanced beyond that, the second half comes along to remind you that Matt Canada is still in the building. This is why... Oh, or one of many reasons why I, I, to kind of rewind to that opening segment, I, I just can't get into the Kenny thing right now. Kenny's fair game. I just criticized him myself, but to point as him as the thing right now is nuts, is absolutely nuts. Because first of all, you don't have to have a the thing. It's a 53-man roster with a dozen coaches, and pretty much everybody other than Friermuth blew this one. Heck, I didn't even like TJ Watt's game, and I don't know if I've ever said that in my life. Now, granted, he's coming off a pretty significant injury, but Lyle Collins really, really had his way with TJ for the most part. Yeah, he held and everything else, everybody holds TJ, but other than the pick... You know, you didn't really see that much of him, and TJ's bar is way up in the stratosphere. There's just so much, so much that went wrong that to just look at the quarterback because, I don't know, it's something that we haven't done in 18 years around here. It's it's unfair, but it's also not all that helpful because to just get into the quarterback implies that that's all that's needed that you just need to get better at that position and everything will be okay. No, it won't. No, it won't. Not in the name of Levi bleeping Wallace. It won't. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We should have quite the week talking about all this stuff and then leading into next Monday's game in Indianapolis.